Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane Maguire. The dream team reunited. <laughs> it's been a while. I'm really thankful because me doing the solo ones was fine. But come on, everyone everyone likes a team chat. Um, so welcome back, everyone. And you're speaking with um, a, li- what, a little known um, upcoming runner, Ben, this week, aren't you? Yeah, I just thought I'd reach, sort of go back to the roots and try and discover some unknown talent mm. with this this latest one. So um, just some guy... No, this is... Um, uh, I, I was very fortunate enough to sit down with, with Haile Gabrielsi when I was away in Kenya, and I had a chat with him about him being amazing, and that's basically the sort of lead on it. And then we talked about all sorts of stuff, the super shoes and um, like his times then and now, yeah, and yeah, yeah. where he sits, where he sits with that great debate of when, like, oh, if I'd had these, I would have been, and he says he, he definitely would have. Um, but yeah, it's um, so there's a, there's a chat with him, but um, that's interesting. I'm sure most. It is, it, hopefully, but I'm sure most people listening are just, they're going to want to know what you guys have been doing. <laughs> Rick, where, Rick's been it's on true. holiday. Yeah, I have. So, I, 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 was, I was in running Mecca, Rick? Jane. I was, I, was in the, uh, I was in the French Alps near Morzine, which is... Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, which was, which was great. Were. So it was a lot of... Um, I was mainly playing the role of, like, hiking mule, carting my um, three-year-old <laughs> three up and down cool. uh, the mountain. So it, was, it would have been a great training camp had I not been following a kind of grapes-based hydration strategy. Um, it sounds like the sort of thing that people mm. give it a few months, Rick, that is going to be advised as like a really solid approach to UTMB. I, I think so. We've talked about it before, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a term in the US, called, it's called rucking, when you're basically carrying, mm. carrying a big backpack Careful. and hiking, and then it's very much in a kind of a, <laughs> you know, rucking. Yeah. Uh, that's, with a, that's with a CK. Um, right. And yeah, it's the the physical benefits of of said activity are are numerous and very applicable to um, long distance running in the mountains. Which, let's be honest, is a lot of walking involved anyway. Oh well, then I can't wait to see your the next performance at some sort of <laughs> alpine race, Rick. Just off the back of this, yeah, we did. Uh, be flying. One of the highlights was um um they move cows further up to to higher pasture, and it's about ten k, and and you're kind of herding these cows up a hill. So that was. That was a highlight, um, but it was great. I mean, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Obviously, quite close to where the UTMB takes place, alongside other, lots of other great trail races. So it was, it was great to to be out there. Even though I only got out for two or three runs, it was mainly mainly hiking. But good fun. That was going to be my next question. Did you pack running kit? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've only got running kit. Then. That's true. 
He's in it now. <laughs> That's um, all <laughs> He's wearing it now. What about you, Jane? It's been a while. It's been a while. The Joy Plan's back in action. Just um, Didn't know it stopped. Didn't know it stopped. No, just doing what I want. It never stopped. It never stopped. The London Marathon kind of got in the way, to be honest, though, because it wasn't... I think I don't think marathon training can be joyful. That's going to be chapter <laughs> three of my book. Um, so I'm now back on just, just doing what I want, not signing up to any races, relaxing, enjoying running. Trail running. Yeah, now you're a huge trail runner. Huge trail runner <laughs> now. Um, kind of, kind of. Running with the dog, running with the dog on the trails because... I'm not one of those people that can run with a dog on a lead on a pavement because someone's going to get hurt, probably me. So back on the, yeah, doing some kind of very easy, nice running. Lovely. And that's where I want to be for a while, I think. Have yeah. either of you gone out in this, you know, heat wave that we're having? How do you all feel about I this? Might, I might go out today. I quite like it. I'm one of these yeah. weird people that enjoys this. I like it. I'm not going to be deleted or cancelled for that, but no, I think you're allowed to enjoy running in the heat. I think it. Feels, I mean, it's you know, it's getting a sweat on and embracing the the weather feels yeah. good. Good, um, good excuse to go slow as well. I always tell myself, ah, oh, just yeah. slow run today. Obviously, you know, it's just the heat, isn't it? Um, but it's quite funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's warmer here than it was in France. So, which is don't, you don't often say that, do you? But then it, but it is. Uh, so. Nice to get back to. Nice to get back to. And I, yeah, agree. Like, I, don't, I like a little bit of running in the heat. I, I don't I hate racing in the heat. I hate when you have to like. Well, no, that's that's terrible. Mm. But I mean, that's run, terrible. running around like yeah. casually in the heat, it's fine. That it? it was the South Downs Way One Hundred, wasn't it? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, weekend? yeah, it was. Oh, that would have been yeah. hard. Yeah. But if anyone's looking for any uh, hot tips on how to handle running in the heat, just head over to runnersworld.com/uk because there's a guide. So there you go. Some useful information for people off the bat. Um, shows you how to how to cope with the hot weather. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it's it's basically just be sensible. It's the main advice. <laughs> Have you ever jumped into a race like with like th- three days notice? Do you know the kind of thing where someone like I guess in, in our industry, like you occasionally get asked like, can you can you go and do something? Yeah, they've never been like they've never. Uh, it's always been for the experience. They've never been like one that you've absolutely smashed to pieces launching into a race with no notice means that you're able to do it and you'll probably enjoy the sort of spontaneity of the event like you kind of like oh i wasn't doing this and now i am and that's really that's sort of exciting but it will yeah it's never going to be the one that you suddenly go i just managed to get three minute pb there for some reason that's incredible right but yeah there's been a few they're quite good fun what about you what about you jane have you had any we've been like oh right suddenly i'm doing a marathon no not a marathon. Definitely, definitely not a marathon. Actually, I guess I'm going to get called out, aren't I? Because I only decided to do London about three weeks before, didn't I? I was on the fence. I was, but then I guess I was still doing some yeah, sort true. of training. I didn't go from like sitting around doing park runs every week to, oh, I'll just do a marathon. Like, I hate those people. Um, but I guess I hadn't, I hadn't mentally decided I was going to run it until a few weeks out. And I think maybe that was for the best because I think I'm yeah such a prangy human that I only had three weeks <laughs> to prang and then that was it that was it it was done it was over and I think maybe that's why I felt a bit like funny after this one because I think normally you have four months don't you of mentally training for a marathon whereas I had three weeks because it was just training I was doing bits but I wasn't I can't say I was like focused on it do you mean I wasn't like run one week five on tra- Strava. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, pot- pottering along, pottering along. And then mentally committed and thought about things like 
how I was going to get to start and what was I going to wear. I think I texted you about two days before, Ben, saying you should wear a hat. I think I just had no, no, like, mental capacity to think about it this time. And I think that's, for me, the way to do it. For other people, that would be horribly stressful to not decide on an outfit till the day before. I remember the the worst one for me was actually for first week at runners world i think i think i don't know maybe it was a week before i started i got i got an email and it said oh hi rick just wondered if you if you're in marathon shape and you could do the chester marathon next weekend and and i couldn't say no could i it was like you haven't even started you haven't, i haven't even started at runners world yet and it's like oh yeah yeah of course, of course i can yeah of course i can yeah and they're like yeah you would just be going around with the uh, four hour group and i was like oh yeah yeah sure sounds good um so yeah i, I felt like that was sprung on me but i was i was actually pretty fit at that point so it was all right but um I think I'm less fit now. I don't work at Runners World. No, no, no. Still clocking up the miles. You're just the joy plan's keeping you going. This is what's. But I don't think I could do a marathon in three weeks if if Chester Marathon called. <laughs> I wouldn't be ready. But we'll let them know. But, we'll let them know. Yeah, it does tie in a little bit with the trend of like, I did this with no training, which is like a. Oh mate, yeah. You know, people bang on around. You see a lot of that on TikTok and Instagram, where it's like, oh, I just dived in and did this off no training. We we wrote a thing about it the other day. Actually, it's on the site if everyone can, wants to go and have a look. And we asked about the people who'd who'd sort of claimed it, and it, it's quite clearly just a sort of clickbaity look at my post kind of thing. Because actually, the reality is that they've all they all train five days a week for different sports, and they've got like a really strong aerobic capacity from I don't know cross training or however they do it. So yeah, there is a reality that they can go and just do a marathon off the back, and they've they've you know previously run halves and all this sort of stuff. So anyone who's listening, who's sort of seen someone claiming I did it with no training on the internet, just be wary that the reality is they probably train very hard, maybe not running specifically, but they're fit. And I think that's a very different thing. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, where like like getting completing a marathon, if you're like a relatively fit, uninjured person, like getting around, is, it probably is within the capacity of more people than you might think but it sort of misses a point that for me I, I remember like Vassos Alexander I think he was on here he said it he's like marathon day is like a celebration of the person that you've become through training like and if you if you just bypass the whole training aspect and you're just like throwing a Hail Mary at the marathon do you get a huge satisfaction at the end of it I guess it's sort of like hacking it's a kind of a hack isn't yeah. it like hacking I the marathon but yeah I think it's a massive achievement obviously like that that goes without saying but yeah i know what you mean there's the sort of i guess you get the sort of sense of if it was genuinely like you approached it with zero training and you completed it then you would just be like wow what look at what i'm capable of that's incredible that that you know i guess that's where the sort of that that's what people are chasing but the, the reality is that it, you probably wouldn't get any sense of enjoyment from it because you, if you went in completely without training it would be the unraveling of you i reckon it would just you know it'd be a death march to like you know eight hours of <laughs> awfulness or something it's funny though isn't it the, the marathon still holds that thing in people's minds like, i think a lot of people who do like some of the big marathons get in maybe only run one marathon and it has that sort of like i got round never again maybe never really get properly invested in like the idea of like what running could be a part of your life for like longer than just this race um which is, I feel like it's maybe a bit of a shame and ho- hopefully you know, there are obviously people who start running a marathon and they, they carry on and they, they become as part of, part of their lives. But for, it still is that kind of event that it's kind of cool to say down the pub, isn't it? Like ran a marathon, like never running again, but you know, like it's kind of like, okay, yeah, fair enough. But there's another way of doing it as well. The joy plan method. That's what we're waiting for, Rick. That is the what joy we're waiting plan for. method. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, talking to people who are good at marathons, hello, uh, our guest, Haile Gabriselesi, he's quite good at it. Um, so, I mean, should we just say, just play, press play on that and get him on? Get him on. Come on, right, get him on. We'll talk to him. Yeah. Right. This is me talking to Haile Gabriselesi in Kenya back in March. Haile Gabriselesi, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Thank you. A real pleasure to talk to you. Thank I got to go running with you earlier. This morning. That was really nice. Was, Thank you for that. That was good. You're in, we're in Kenya, but let's talk about Ethiopia, because that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, well, uh, uh, this is my first time to Aiton. This is your second time. Yeah, second time, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So not, not second time in uh, whole Kenya. I've been in Kenya yeah. many times. Yeah. Many, many times. Um, Ethiopia is obviously a, a, a country of great running heritage. Um, produced world-class athletes. What is it about Ethiopia that you find has was the sort of reason behind why people were able to find running as such a as a you know a pastime, a sport, be so good at it? Well, the reason why uh, I can say you know because of Abubakila uh, one in ninety sixty, and uh, you see. Uh, we Ethiopians had the potential, means uh, the the things uh, for long distance running, uh, we have everything. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, the altitude training, the food, what you eat, the way of life, your background when you were in childhood, mm -hmm. and uh, the way how you grew up, all those together, uh, it brings you uh, a good long distance runner. Mm. And uh, especially uh, in Ethiopia, uh, after Abebekila won in Rome in 1960, uh, of course, uh, uh, the time when he won, uh, nobody expects. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we thought uh, as an Ethiopian, not me, but the people who who lived, you know, that uh, I mean, that uh, time, they didn't expect a Bikila one a race like that way, you know, mm. without shoes and uh, because they, it's we, what we believed uh, is this is not Ethiopian sport, uh, running is, but you know, they, they, the things it, it was there and uh, after him, what happened, you know, the rest of the Ethiopians, what they were talking about, okay, okay, he won a race, ah, I'm training with him. Even, you know, a guy who didn't take part in uh, Rome 1960 uh, was much better than Bikila, uh, but uh, didn't uh, meet, uh, he couldn't fly to Rome because of a small problem uh, the last part of his training. And uh, Bikila would have been, you know, second uh, if the guy, you know, were uh, in Rome. And uh, you see, after him, many of the Ethiopians, okay, let's do it. And uh, as you see, you know, like Mama Walde, Merus Iftar, uh, and many others uh, until now, the, until this generation. Well, I think, well, let's talk about you. Because if we're talking about figureheads, people who uh, people who have of importance in terms of pushing forward the sport in Ethiopia, yourself, huge impact, I'm sure. Um, How's it changed? How have you seen running change from when you were racing uh, and through now? How's it, how's distance running approached in Ethiopia? Is, is it very much the same process? Are people training in the same way, or have you seen like a huge shift? 
I think uh, when I came to the track, uh, I, I can say you know uh, because of you know my my character, I used to ask uh, many people around the world, you know, what it looks like the track, how to, how to train, what is the I mean exercise for the track, and those things it helped me a lot, and then I could change you know many things, and uh, most of the training or most of the competition what they have done right now, you know, especially the training method, the training tactic, and uh, the training uh, program, almost very similar to my program when I used to. When I when I was when I was uh, doing the track and uh, even nowadays uh, sometimes you know when I go to the track uh, when they do the same thing what I used to do and uh, I told them hey guys uh, this is a uh, a different time and uh, why don't you put you know something something what you need and uh, uh, that is you know very important otherwise uh, you see uh, to break a record it's not easy like before uh, nowadays. Uh, uh, record is not uh, the easiest way, you know, just to break. Of course, many technology there, and uh, if you look, you know, the technology, um, the shoes, the this uh, light thing in the stadium. You have a pacemaker from the beginning to the end, and uh, my time, you know, just if you if you have a pacemaker halfway, you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, all those uh, really. Uh, but you know those uh, those uh, this new generation need you know a lot of work. I mean, yeah. to improve uh, things uh, better and better. Of course, uh, and instead of you know the performance of the athlete, I can see you know the performance of the companies. You know the shoe companies. Yeah. You know they they producing you know the best uh, technology, best shoe, the best uh, thingy, mm. including you know the food what they eat. You know uh, the science there and. Uh, I think the performance of the athlete uh, compared to the time uh, when I used to tra- I mean when I used to run and mm-hmm. uh, track uh, I think it's a little better I, I can say uh, we were much uh, uh, much hard worker than you know the generation what uh, what uh, mm. what is nowadays well, we were joking earlier about <laughs> getting some of your old shoes and giving them to to the current athletes yeah, that, and telling them to run in them and see yeah, how they feel. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, if you want to see the performance of those athletes who have done uh, a marathon these days, mm. okay, and instead of to give you know, shoes from the 2022 or 2023, okay, let the, let them uh, have you no know, shoes from uh, 2007 and eight. And uh, I want to see, you know, just how fast they're going to run. And uh, if they run faster than uh, what I've done, really appreciate them. <laughs> <laughs> how would you think if you took Berlin when you when you run uh, 203.59, if you had the shoes that are available now, could you do you think that it would have been much, much faster? Or do you think that it was just as of its time and who knows? Sub two hours possible. Yeah, believe me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these days, you know, the shoes what we have is incredible. Yeah, really is incredible because I have you know all all types of shoes, mm. uh, shoes from uh, the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I had you know my first, uh, for example, I did the shoes in uh, the shoes from uh, Di Castella, uh, from my brother, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a chance to wear you know that shoes. This is the. I'm talking about 98, 19, uh, 1987. Mm-hmm. 
when the, the Castella ran and two eight. And I remember that shoes, and uh, of course, uh, shoes you know from my world record. And uh, nowadays, I'm like, well, come on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, I'm still training with them, yeah. and uh, still, you know, I'm using you know treadmill and uh, running, you know, with these shoes, and yeah, yeah. you jump, man. <laughs> you see, you do. They, they, they really move you. Don't when they? you when you are on treadmill, you are you like a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> If we talk about Berlin and and, and that record, um, I kind of it's 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 not unfair to say that it was the very much a, a watershed moment in terms of setting the standard that we're now in, where people are pushing for those final. The, the leaps prior to it were kind of big, were bigger in time. You know, people were taking X number of seconds, or but that 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 moment when you went sub four was significant, and it became kind of started this whole the thing now where everyone you know really chasing those fine improvements towards the end. Do you think that, was that, is that a race that you look back on as a great significance for running or just personally, it was just like your proudest moment? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, I mean, you see, when you run for time uh, you have to find you know, a right place uh, to run of course uh, again and again berlin is the most important race you know uh, athlete who wants to uh, run fast time uh, look uh, what they've done uh, including uh, kipchoge and others mm, many of this world record comes you know from uh, uh, berlin and uh, when you are in Berlin, uh, not only you know the course, not yeah. only the spectator, not I mean, not only the weather, everything, mm. everything. When you are uh, Germany and uh, plus, uh, you see the the place where you run, you know the uh, almost sea level and uh, very flat and uh, wow, this is and plus uh, myself, you know, when I go to a race like Berlin, you know, I just wow, mm. you feel you know okay something. So, uh, oh, I'm gonna do something good, and yeah. you see, our—I mean, as an athlete, 
when you you have you know something you know just a lucky day mm. lucky race lucky place uh, lucky people and <laughs> and uh, people the one you like most and yeah. uh, for me germany is my my favorite country mm. and uh, i like you know the concept the principle of the even in soccer uh, i always support the german team ah. and uh, why that because of you know the the mentality in germany in germany you know they play until the the last whistle you know that's that's why you know when you go to germany i you came you know just with the, you know with the, with something with something <laughs> yeah of course um we mentioned on talking on the run earlier you said that sydney was is kind of the the race that you look back on as your as the biggest moment is that right yeah that's true that's true yeah why is that well the reason why uh, sydney was my favorite or my biggest moment my best moment in my athletics career uh, first of all uh, i went to sydney not for competing you know just just to support you know the team the ethiopian athlete uh, i was injured uh the injury was so very serious and uh it didn't uh, well they uh they i mean especially in the semi final i mean like uh, the heat i mean during the semi final uh one of my target was you know not to show for the competitors uh, i'm i'm injured yeah. and uh, <coughs> the day when when it come the final it was really I can say it was it was a lucky day and uh, for me when I look back uh Paul was not lucky yeah. otherwise uh, it would have been you know that medal I mean that gold easily yeah. and uh no I mean I didn't know I win you know the race until the last 10 meters yeah. Well, you know, almost the last, the last line. Yeah. The the race was really it's a very tough one, and uh, plus of uh, plus because of my the injury what I had, yeah. uh, many reasons. Uh, the race from Sydney, of course, at the end of the day, it's Olympic. Yeah, of course, it's Olympics. But I mean, it must be. I mean, we we've all been sitting around saying how much we've all rewatched that race and the final 300 meters and yeah and how okay. you know it's just as it's you cool. say luck comes in and you had a, an excellent teammate who did a, <laughs> he, he did a good job of yeah just did. just <laughs> doing a little move just to make sure that he could you know paul <laughs> couldn't get quite but but <laughs> as you say everything lines up and it's it's incredible to think talking about your injury which resulted in surgery correct yeah yeah just right after the i mean sydney olympics i went there finland you know to had the the surgery that's all and uh, as you said you know uh, it was a, a kind of team tactic between me and asfms uh, gebu uh, nowadays it's still always paul um, when you think about you know the sydney think about you know just he's losing mm. uh, always blaming ms gebu asfms gebu hey ms gebu never he never uh, say you know you ms gebu what the but you know the tactic was very slightly and yeah. uh, especially not the reaction you know yeah. uh, the, you the word to, yeah the you word you still had to run yeah the word yeah. what he said and uh, he said to me like uh, when he moved and the messenger told me ah he's moving what are you waiting you know kind of thing 
imagine you know athlete after 20 i mean mm. 24 laps yeah to talk like this way it's yeah. really amazing, uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah how did you how do you how did you deal with the pain then when you were running how how did you find the mental like toughness to to push it away because you, you is it the occasion is it because it's the olympics you have to do it but you know the decision always comes in of uh, a beginning of your race mm. you put yourself you know okay i go i got today i mean even that day with that kind of pain mm. I said to myself, ah, I can win. You know, I told to SFI just during our warm-up uh, time when we were uh, warm-upping, and ah, don't worry, I go win. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna win. You know, but they uh, they told you know just I'm joking. Uh, you see, a mental preparation or the men, I mean, that decision comes you know just always you know at the at the beginning. Mm. If you put yourself a second position. Possible, you know, just to, to finish uh, fourth, fifth. Mm. Put yourself. I win. I'm gonna win. You know, the race. Mm. This is the best way to prepare mentally. Means, you know, to accept, to accept yourself, to respect. I mean, I can't do it. But the way how, how you decide. I mean, sometimes okay, everybody wishes to win, but you have to tell yourself, okay, what the big deal? What the? Hey, me and him, you know, just the same. But then um, I don't I don't want to be you know I want to be in front I finish first I want that gold yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah this is the way how you uh, deal with the race with the winning yeah. uh, the, then you win yeah you just make it yeah make it happen yeah and then uh, even for example if I I mean if I don't say like that way. Imagine if you look, you know, between me and Paul Tegart in the last 100 meters. Mm. Imagine uh, if you give up. Were you still thinking? I yeah. mean, at that point, is that when you're thinking the most? I've got, I'm winning. I'm going to win this. Yes. This is the the things, you know, like, uh, you see, a kind of a fraction of a second, you know, just, oh, let me give everything what I have. Mm. The maximum effort. Yeah. That was the difference between me and Paul Tegart. Yeah. Of course, Paul gave everything what he had, yeah. what he could. Yeah. And uh, maybe a chance. A chance means, uh, uh, for me, that day, why he didn't win, not because of his uh, strength, not because of his effort. He did everything, yeah. but they, I mean, he was not lucky. That is the only thing he missed. I think I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you you trained obviously. You did all the prep, but when it comes to those final hundred meters, exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly that. How far? How much further do you think? Firstly, track racing can go. How much further do you think the times can improve? And then in, again, with the marathon and, and distance, what are we? What we've seen so far? Let in competition. Let's keep it mm. within within the actual sort of the races how how much faster how much quicker do you think people are going to get is there a do you think we could see sub two in in the in a race uh nowadays it's not the performance of the athlete as i said mm. you cannot say how far how fast you know the athlete can do for me not only the athlete maybe the athlete can play you know 30 40 percent of you know the the mm. thingy mm. but technology is there 
we have to be honest we have to be we have to i mean we have to understand each other i think you know of course at the end of the day is the athlete the uh, players mm. and uh, of course who take you know the ownership mm. of course the athlete yeah. but uh, for me what about you know the shoe companies mm. what about you know the technology what they have done you know right now what about tracks that's also mm. as i think what about you know the food what mm. about you know the things you know what they found out yeah. you know uh, every technology that this uh, light w- w- what they call it light wave of in the stadium around the stadium wavelink light no, I mean oh okay yeah yeah um yeah that's a, i mean a kind of pacemaker yeah. and uh, already now what uh, what happened you know the scientists they found uh, the uh, the gene of the people who need you know just when it's uh, uh like uh, lactic acid uh, the threshold of yeah, the, yeah, yeah yeah that's that's a, you see one of our problem you know the lactic acid mm. if the lactic acid you know going down mm. yes you can do anything you know like uh, after 5k if the lactic acid is going down mm. i mean it's uh, it's going well yeah. you improve yeah you, were you when you were racing were yeah, you exactly. were you, were you lactate you know you're taking exactly yeah. and uh, you see uh now okay where we are about you know the time 10,000 5,000 marathon uh what will be the next 10 20 years yeah. it will be much faster yeah. more faster yeah. you cannot uh, uh you see uh the scientists yeah. they improve a lot of things find you know the right tissue or the, to find you know the right product and uh, which one is you know the uh the perfect one uh, who run you know even you know the the track or the way how you make and the wind thingy and uh, many many things and uh, exactly exactly if you ask me you know the uh, the perfect and the Uh, human uh, effort mm. uh world record was uh, a baby bikila who won uh, rome in 1960 there was that was you know a barefoot yeah if you if you want to take you know just as a world record the human effort that is uh, that's the one th- that's the one <laughs> yeah, yeah no you're right yeah. of course that's, yeah, that's exactly. it, because he ran naturally yeah naturally yeah. do you think there's do you think we should have several different olympics now we have ones where everyone's barefoot ones where everyone's got technology and then one where you can do whatever you want <laughs> like just have like a like all these different ones and then see how far people can go well of course uh, who had to know every technology of course at the end of the, well that's is but uh, you cannot uh, live in the performance of the athlete uh, of course uh, that's also very important uh, i said in you know, 40% uh you cannot come with the zero percent or ten percent if you have an uh fully forty percent and sixty uh, percent technology and sixty i mean as a thing why you can achieve you know what you exactly what you want um are you looking forward to paris twenty four who who's your hot tip who do you think's gonna win ten thousand meters now Paris is less than two years from now. 
athlete from Kenya, Uganda, now Ethiopia as well. But uh, I don't see so many Ethiopians uh, strong enough like before because they, when you look at Nokan and Isa and myself and others, you know, they, you can put you know, your money uh, on Ethiopia. But now it looks like Uganda, uh, uh, this athlete from like uh, Kip. What what his name? The Ugandan who won, you know, the world cross country. Oh yeah, uh, I or thingy mm, like that. Mm-hmm. He's he's really strong, very yeah. strong athlete, and yeah. uh, and um, maybe some Ethiopians, but the Kenyans are stronger now. Mm. But you never know somebody from a European, European. Nah, yeah, maybe. you never know. Yeah, yeah. you never know. Yeah. I think. You cannot say this athlete was strong for Paris. This athlete, ah, you cannot. I mean, if you know somebody winning you know, the race uh, ahead of uh, eighteen months, mm. why the others are doing? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, Hadi, thank you so much for for sitting down and talking to me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Um, so that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A huge thanks to our special guest, Harley Gabri Selassie, and to you, of course, for listening. You can subscribe to three issues of Runner's World for just £5. Head to runnersworld.co.uk slash podcast offer. Let's just go with that. Yeah, or just Google it. Just Google subscribe Runner's World magazine. It's easier. Just Google it. That's fine. And please do subscribe because it means a lot to us. And yeah, you won't have to search for the podcast every week then. <laughs> or Google us if you're you know- in Ben's, for example. Um have you ever have you ever wondered how if people at, um actively listen all the way this to the end? This is a test. I don't think anyone does. I think so, people cut off when they hear the guest finish. So at the end of the last one, I basically just said like, please don't leave a bad review on Spotify because it's just me. Rick and Jane will be back soon, or whatever it was. I think and someone's tagged me tagged me in a post. Sarah tagged me in a post saying, "Don't worry, Ben. It's okay. The solo podcast was you know was fine." And I was just like, "All oh, right, someone listened to the end." If you're still here, if you're still here, you're the most dedicated. So we appreciate you more than the people that have gone. (laughs) This is now by far the longest outro we've ever done. So there we go. Just stop. (laughs) All right. All right. Just stop. There's another podcast next week. Okay. Okay, thanks, Thanks a lot. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.